Hi everybody, I'm Ralph Benmergi. Welcome to Yehopitzville, brought to you by Pear Tree Canada. Wow, interesting times in some ways. Upsetting times for a lot of people, but there's always something that is about an aspiration, a destination, a hope. And today we wanted to talk to somebody who has really looked at an idea that was almost there and then not quite there, but might get there sometime. And in this case, I'm talking about a place called Innisfil, which is uh, north of Toronto uh, in the Barrie, Ontario area, uh, Innisfil Beach that people know about. But what they may not know about is the history of the Jewish identity in Innisfil and the desires of certain people to increase that identity. Uh, Joe Friedberg is a captain, staff captain, Joe Friedberg, but he's also somebody who's in- integral to this whole story. So, Joe, welcome to Yehopitzville. How are you? I'm all thanks. Thanks for having me, Ralph. My pleasure. So, uh, tell me about uh, From City. All right, yeah. So, From City was an idea... Um, I'm not sure who who it originated with uh, several years ago uh, about uh, the Orthodox Jewish community of Toronto finding a new locale, a new environs in which to to live and to raise a family. As you said, on again, off again, uh, there were attempts prior to to do that and it didn't work out the first time and the second time around. um, It didn't fully work out, but some uh, from Jews did uh, purchase in in Innisfil from a builder uh, and a few other uh, like private sales, and uh, we're looking to make a move up there, uh, God willing, this summer when the houses are finished. Why Innisfil? Um, well, why not? I guess uh, <laughs> the reality is uh, Innisfil does have uh, a synagogue and two mikvot that uh, have been operating for about eighty years. Um, not to get into too much of the history, but there was a time where Jews uh, were. Not 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 uh, banned by legislation, but just by local uh, uh, politics from moving or purchasing properties in the Muskokas. And as a result, they purchased property in Alcona, which is a part of Innisfil. So the older established Jewish families in Toronto, all of their cottages were in the Alcona region of, uh, of Innisfil, which is, it abuts the lake. Uh, if you look at a map, the little thumb that sticks out at the bottom of Lake Simcoe, that was the, uh, the Jewish cottage country. Uh, so there's a synagogue there. There's a couple of mikvahs, and um, it seemed like a natural, uh, a natural destination, uh, considering that in the summer months, a lot of Orthodox Jews from Toronto and New York actually uh, vacationed there. So there was a, a the shul, Tent City Shul. Yeah, Tent City Shul. There's Tent City Shul. There's a Haredi Bell Ewart, which is about two kilometers down the street, and Tent City is an Orthodox, possibly you might call it modern Orthodox, but it's an Orthodox synagogue. Um, owned by a particular family that pays for the upkeep, and they can and they've constructed a newer building in the last, uh, I assume, thirty years. It looks like a newer building. Hmm. And would that be one of the focal points of Jewish life if you could get from city going? Oh, one hundred percent. So, so already, as I said, in the in the summer months, I mean, there's even an Orthodox Jewish day camp, uh, Camp Arrowhead. It's right on the water right. there, and it's right. about I'd say two three hundred meters east of Tent City Shul itself. Um, it's definitely where we want it to be. So the sixth line, which uh, runs east-west from, from about that, that beachhead there, um, is where the community wanted to move into. Uh, and and just, just a reminder, there are hundreds of Jewish families that live in the Innisfil area, a mix of Canadian-Jewish, Israeli-Canadian, um, and they don't necessarily live in that, in that 
area or on that road or off that road, but um, that was the plan. The plan was to arrange a, a deal with one of the bigger developers there uh, where we would be able to move in. And if enough people moved in, there were thoughts of, uh, of, of having like a communal school or uh, something, maybe even a kolel, which, uh, which was in the offing at the time if the critical mass was reached. It wasn't reached, not even not by a long shot, but we are seeing a lot of traction. There are some Orthodox Jewish families are already there. Um, Chabad Lubavitch has set up a, uh, with a, a shaliach is sent up there, a Tzvi Kaplan, and there is a shaliach in Barrie who actually lives in the southeast corner of Barrie, which is quite close to Innisfil, not within walking distance unless you like to walk. Um, uh, Mendel Kaplan, Rabbi, uh, sorry, Mendel Nakar, Nacker, he's up there too. So there is a from presence now. Um, the question is, how do we populate it, right? Right. So the first time around, what was the pitch and why don't you think it worked? Um, the first time around, I, I mean, there, there, probably reticence and fear. And uh, honestly, it comes down to schools, schools and shuls. Um, same word, a different meaning. Uh, <laughs> so so the, the schools for the kids to go to and the, and the synagogues in which to pray, uh, they weren't really there. The, uh, the summer months, I mean, at best you could guarantee a minion for two months of a year, mm-hmm. um, maybe four if you pushed it. But um, for the whole year, that was an issue. So that's the main reason. It's kind of like the chicken and the egg, though, right? I mean, until people get up there, there's not going to be enough people to go up there. But if you don't have people who want to go up there, then you're never going to get enough people. No, that's ex- that's exactly right. And, you know, we, we have the blessings of a big uh, uh, rabbanim in the city, uh, Rav Shlomo Miller's big posek, a lot of... A lot of uh, leading figures in the in the firm world supported the idea, right? And uh, the problem is, it just um, a lot of people were too afraid to make the jump. They were afraid to make the uh, commitment. Right. But we, you know. So was there uh, affordability? Was that part of the pitch? Well, affordability was the main part of the pitch, right? So, so for me, I'm in a different perspective. I'm a little older than the average person that was buying. Um, a lot of them were younger uh, from families. Uh, and, and the argument, and the pitch was this, if you're spending 3000 4000 $2,500 a month to live in a very small apartment in, in, in the Jewish corridor, in the Bathurst corridor, and you had three kids, um, the idea was for 600 700 800000 so basically a 36-foot, a 42-foot, or a 50-foot lot would cost you six, seven, or $800,000 respectively. Uh, with a big backyard, ideally you'd have a Jewish school nearby, you'd have a shul. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Right, and and you're you know with the gemacht we had a gemacht offering. Um, uh, what what's a gemacht offering? Okay, uh, so so basically like a communal religious Jewish fund where uh, you know people who qualify would get uh, an interest free loan for a deposit on the house, for example. So right. the idea was that they'd pay back the community, uh, you know, as they could afford to, but uh, the carrying cost of the mortgage would be covered by them. So that was, that's how you'd apply, right? So if you're able to afford $3,000 in rent, you should be able to afford a $1,500 mortgage. So an eco- when you're from, when you're Orthodox, you need to live in an ecosystem that's self-sustaining, am I right? That, that it has to have all of it, all of the pieces literally within walking distance or within the community itself. So you have to build out all kinds of pieces, don't you? Not just some people who want a house. Right. So the the issue is that you can't just have a house in an area. 
Ideally, you want to have a shul nearby and a school that's within driving, you know, normal driving distance. You know, you have a, a four or five, a six, a ten-year-old. They can't. They could sit in the car for an hour and drive, but it's not. It's not ideal. And a kosher butcher? Would that matter? Six years ago, I went to the local Costco manager in Barrie, and I said, "Look, can you bring food up from?" And they said, yeah, no problem. We'll bring it up from, from, from uh, Toronto. Um, you know, you can make those arrangements with locals, local retailers if, in fact, there's stuff to do, right? Like you, if there are people to buy. Um, having a, having a, like a, a bespoke, like a kosher butcher, that, that, it's not necessary. It's better. Mm-hmm. But it's, you can survive without it. And, and you know what? When we were living up there, when I just got married to my wife, we were, we were just making trips like right. two, maybe right. three times a week, you know, going to, you know, Thornhill kosher pizza. Yehuda Les at the time, we'd go and order pizza and uh, we'd take two or three, put them in the freezer at home and then cook them and warm them up as we wanted. It's not undue. It's not, <laughs> it's not unrealistic. It's not preferred, but the idea was if we had 50 or 100 kosher families up there from families, them plus the perhaps 100 or 200 other families that weren't uh, from, that, that, might, that would suffice. That was the plan. So well, how did the community of Innisfil itself take to this idea? Was there any acceptance, welcoming, or, you know, wariness? Um, so you got to remember, so, so for 80 years, ha- there has existed a, an Orthodox Jewish synagogue there. Uh, the summer months are filled with uh, black hats and, uh, and, uh, and, you know, and uh, uh, shadels, right? So, so, so it's not unknown to the community. Um, the real issue was the zoning and the overall city council, which is, you know, represents the area of Innisfil itself. Alcona is a much smaller, you know, let's call it a shire, right? it's a small part of it. So that wasn't the issue. There, there were issues about, concerns about uh, um, the overpopulation of a small town too quickly, which any community would have an issue with. It's nothing to do with, God forbid, uh, anti-Semitism or anything. It's just like, you know, when big changes are on the offing, there are issues, right? So it wasn't an issue. It, it was, there were some issues the first time around. And then the second time around, um, there, there was a local rabbi in Toronto who who made uh, some out, out, you know outroad you know inroads rather with the city council and it was fine there was no issue at all. Right. So what makes you want to do something like this? Because you, to be Orthodox in Toronto is to have a fair bit of company. It's around you if you want it to be. To be Orthodox not just in the summer but all year round in Innisfil is a different thing. Why does it appeal to you to have a, a, a kind of intentional community in Innisfil? So, so that's a good question. And, and you know, someone else answered it during a meeting at one of the uh, organizers' houses uh, about three years ago. They said, you know what, if I want to, to, live, uh, you know, uh, to live a life as a Shomer Torah Mitzvot Jew, um, and I want to be able to go to my shul, have my kids go to their school, and be able to go to the butcher, the baker. Um, I I want to be able to send my kids to my parents for Shabbos. Um, can I do that if I live at in a condo in Thornhill and my parents live at Lawrence and Bathurst? No. 
So the idea was to create a, a family, uh, you know, so, so this organization where people could, you know, have have what's important to them close to them, as opposed to making it a big uh, everything's a big sipur, you know, everything's a big uh, process where where you have to plan. We're going to send the kids to the grandparents, and we're not going to be near them. And um, the idea was like in America, in the United States, they do this quite often. They they you know they'll be from Jews. I say you know here's a county in New Jersey. Let's go there. Why do we have to pay these ridiculous prices? Let's enjoy our lives. Let's let, let's let our kids have, you know, a big backyard where they can run around and be children, uh, and not have this concrete jungle around us. Um, so the, the the idea is just to be able to increase the quality of life, in, to to enjoy your 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 potential for a better standard of life, quality of living. Is there another aspect of you know when I think of other religions, Orthodox communities, they do have a desire to keep the other world out. There is a sort of that world is not attractive. We don't want our kids exposed to it. Is there an element of that in this? Well, I mean, personally speaking, no. Uh, for me, I, I don't have that uh, element. I mean, there might be other um, flavors of uh, Orthodox Judaism and Yiddishkeit that, that, that do have those ideas. But it's funny, at all the meetings we did have, we had modern Orthodox, you had Sephardic people, uh, I'm Sephardic myself, um, mind the last name long story um <laughs> yes i was thinking uh, to myself friedberg not a big sephardic name but we'll, we'll, we'll. yeah yeah go figure <laughs> go figure that's another that's another podcast yeah. um <laughs> so so um you know you have you have you, we, but we had bubovers we had lubavitchers mm. we had people from places you wouldn't expect because at the end of the day it doesn't matter what your right is r-i-t-e you don't it doesn't matter what your 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 your, your particular flavor is who doesn't want their family to be happy who doesn't want who doesn't want their kids to run around obviously in the jewish community is super important for us but um they're not mutually exclusive you don't have to live you know, in a, in a tiny place at uh, Bathurst and Lawrence or Bathurst and wherever uh, to enjoy life. Uh, so the idea was to spread it out a bit and, and, and have a new locus, have a new uh, area where Jewish people can, can express themselves in, 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 our, in our traditional Jewish fashion and still be a part of, obviously, the world. I mean, do you know what it's like? You know, you could go buy your own eggs, your fresh eggs, your corn, your fruit and vegetables on the side of the road in mm-hmm. Israel. Half of it's mm-hmm. farmed. That's that's beautiful. I mean, that's going. If anything, that's going back to our roots. If you talk about Eastern Europe, for example, or nor you know the hills of the Atlas Mountains in Morocco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's interesting because it's become so urbanized. The modern idea, the Orthodox idea, that that you know you, you have to stay there because that's where everybody is going to be. And you're talking about going back to a the pastoral root of Torah and holidays and and all of that and. I'd, I'd imagine that could be quite exciting if you live in uh, take an Orthodox point of view into that, so that when it's uh, you know the festival of the trees, as it were, uh, you're in the forest at that point, and, and and you're connected to it. Is that kind of what you're looking for? Sure. I mean, to your first point, uh, you know, we're we're urbanized by by necessity, not by desire. Number one, N- number two. Um, what better way to, I mean, Judaism, uh, Yiddishkeit, Frumkeit is, you know, whether, you, whether, you, whether you're aware of it or not, is, is it's pretty much a, a faith system based on the land. Yeah. 
you know, based on, based, you know, we have sabbatical years. Shemitah is based on, uh, on growing things in the ground. It's funny, Jews are not often accused of being prolific farmers, uh, but that's how we started, right? So being one with the land, being, you know, having, having our festivals co- coincide with, with harvests and with, um, with times of growth and, and t- times where you should let the, lay, the ground or the land lay uh, fallow, right? There, there are things that we have done throughout our history that show our, our appreciation and, 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 and the unique relationship that we believe we have with, with earth, with, with nature. Mm-hmm. Um, what better way to augment that uh, idea than by showing our children what, what the corners of a wheat field look like when they're left for the, the, de- the less uh, advantaged, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, there, there are things that, ironically, it's, it's pretty much the, it's part of who we are. Uh, we've lost it. I mean, if you, you know, obviously if you, I went to a Haredi yeshiva and obviously I went to Muncie in New York a lot. Um, you don't see much of the understanding of, uh, or you don't see much of the application of the knowledge we learn in yeshivot in, in, uh, in, in, in Brooklyn, right? right? But he, here's an opportunity to see that. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, I hadn't thought of it that way. You, you, you have land up there, you're building up there, right? Yes, that's correct, sir. So you're going to go and live in Innisfil? Yeah, no, that's correct. So, how are you still intent on getting a, a from city going? Well, we, you know, it's funny. Um, obviously, we're a little disappointed when the initial, uh, the initial drive or the second initial drive, secondary drive didn't work out so well. We didn't get as many people buying. In fact, we had some from families move out and come to Toronto, but they rented their houses out. They didn't sell them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've been uplifted with the uh, addition of a Lubavitcher shaliach, and I'm not a Lubavitcher by any means. But I, I was quite happy to see that you know that they they sent someone, uh, a good friend of mine's son, um, over to uh, Tennisville. And I think, as my friend um, uh, David, who also bought with me up there, he's going to be my neighbor, um, and he's an outdoorsy individual, like I, I I'm, I've been accused of being one myself. <laughs> he's. Uh, you know, he's he's thinking that people will see us there and they'll want to come, hmm. and I I don't disagree. So it's a build it and they will come kind of idea at this point instead of a pitch, right? It's certainly a field of dreams, that's for sure. Yeah, isn't it interesting? So you're going to be up there. Your friend's going to be up there. Um, what's your Shabbat going to look like in Innisfil? If- um, it's a good question. I mean, we're looking at uh, our kids are, are slated for Orchaimet at uh, Bathurst and Steels. His kids go to Itzheim. We're looking at doing some carpooling through the week, uh, Friday home learning and Shabbat. Obviously, uh, you know, it's it'll it's somewhat problematic, but you know, uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. Probably an inappropriate example, but um, <laughs> uh, but I mean, you do know, you have like, a minion? We do have a minion. So the question becomes is, you know, I mean, a minion is a minion is a minion, right? So can we get 10 Jews for a minion? I, I know that's quite possible. I know some from Jews would be more comfortable with 10 from Jews in a minion, but that's not required. Um, so we're going we're gonna to go with what we've got. I mean, God willing, there'll be, uh, you know, uh, a move forward because uh, the Rising House prices hasn't helped our cause uh, you know, right, I mean, right. in fact, in many ways, it's doubled the price in Innisville. But we do know, I happen to know that the builder is building uh, higher density and medium density homes and living, um, you know, accommodations as well. So that could 
be you know there, there are still deals available with the builder if he, if there if if our community was serious and I could go to the builder uh, and say hey there's a hundred families I want to buy we could get preference we could right, get right. some kind of deal but but we have to be serious and instead of all being bottled up in some corridor how about we have a beautiful you know piece of God's it's God's country I definitely say that it's beautiful mm-hmm. it's lovely to live there you have your kids exposed to nature um, if anything could come out of this interview it's please come <laughs> help us out <laughs> let's start a new community we could do this all right so what if you're not from this what the other part of this is you say there's a hundred to two hundred Jews in the area and certainly in the summer Bell Ewart is a Jewish cottage enclave on Lake Simcoe and there's still lots of people who have properties there and their kids now go up there with their families. How are you going to interface with the non-Orthodox Jewish community? How do you see that taking shape? Well, so so they're not two hundred, but two hundred families, right? Yeah. There's about two hundred families up there. Um, it's funny. I know. Being the only other at the time, I was the only other from Jewish guy I knew in in uh, in Innisfil, in the northwest corner, and it was close to Mendel Nakar, who's a, a rabbi in Lubavitcher Shaliach for for Barry. Um, all of the people that came to his seudot, uh, like uh, what do you call it, um, feasts or dinners, whatever his, his events, were all non non observant Jews or secular Jewish people. Right. So there is a desire. I find. Not secular Jews tend to be more Jewish when they're in a in a community that's not Jewish. So there is that kind of draw, right? Yeah. And um, you know what? You never know. Not everyone in my family is observant. Some are very, some are not. Uh, some are militant vegans. Who knows, right? So right. It, it it takes a village, I guess you could say. But I think there's a lot of interplay that's that's possible. Hmm. So you're going up next year. Um, and oh, th- th- this year, this th- year, this five year. more months. Yeah, yeah, five more months. Uh, and uh, how many kids do you have? Uh, kind of two kids for now. <laughs> pending. It sounds like pending. Um, and their Jewish education, how are you going to do it in Innisfil? There's um, there's Lubavitcher Gun, or, kin, or daycare up there, and um, Orhai Met is the school I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, we're uh, putting our eldest in there. He'll be, in Ritzchem, he'll be four this uh, year, and uh going to pre-JK or JK or something. Um, uh, yeah, but at, that's uh, in Toronto, right? So That's right. So yeah. what are you going to, you're going to commute him into school? Correct. Yeah, it, it's wow. actually, it's not that bad in the morning, actually. It's about a half an hour, 40 minutes uh, drive. Right. Um, it's actually not bad at all. And we have other, you know, my other friend has uh, his kids going to Eitzchayim. So it's doable. Uh, the builder did get a permission from the government of Ontario to have a South South Innisville train station built very close, about a kilometer from where our house is being built. A go, so, station, a go station? That's correct. Okay. And that's 25 minutes express into Downsview. So there are, there are a lot of options. So... I mean, it's important to us. Right. Uh, we're, we're giving it a shot. My wife uh, stays at home, uh, and her full-time job is to, the hardest job, which is to be a mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for her, um, that's definitely uh, uh, not an o- There's no other option than that. So if people want to get in touch with you to explore this idea, um, how would they do it? Oh, uh, gosh, I don't know. Uh, Should I guess- they email you or...? Sure, sure. I mean, I have. A, I can give you my email. Uh, well, tell tell people your email. What is it? 
Uh, I sent it to Yehuda at Rogers.com, Y-E-H-U-D-A at Rogers.com, R-O-G-E-R-S.com. Well, maybe you'll get some people. God willing. I love what you're doing. I, I think it's very interesting. I mean, you, you're, you're not taking an easy road here, but you, you have a real belief that this is a good way of life that, and you want your family to enjoy it, right? Absolutely. There's nothing, uh, yeah, there's yeah. Uh, nothing wrong with, with a bit of fresh air and, and good clean living. Yes, there's nothing wrong. And with a religion, as, as you said before, is based on nature. It did You know, when the word pagan wasn't a swear word and an insult, it was the basis of the cyclical seasonal, you know, worship rites of, of Jews and others. You know, we, Pesach, you know, spring, right? I, I walked by uh, somebody's house uh, this morning and they had uh, rabbits and, and little colored painted eggs on their branches. And I thought, well, it's the fertility season. It's spring. It's the fertility, right? So everybody seems to adopt when they can. And it's a Shemitah year right now. So, you know. There you go. It's, yeah. it's all very interesting. I want to thank you for doing this with me. I really appreciate it, Joe. Well, no worries. And thank you for having me, Ralph. I appreciate it. Joseph Friedberg, who will be living in Innisville near Barrie, north of Toronto, in the next five months. Maybe we'll check in with you and see how it's going, all right? Sounds like a plan. Thank you very much. You're welcome. This has been Yehopitzfell, sponsored by Pear Tree Canada, reducing the after-tax cost of giving for Canadian major gift donors. Learn more at peartreecanada.com. I'm your host, Ralph Pedmergi. Our producer is Michael Freeman. Our music is by Louis Samayo. And if you want to travel with us across this great country, visiting more small Jewish communities, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to hear some more of my work, I host another podcast called Not That Kind of Rabbi. also have one on Jazz FM called The Torch on a monthly basis. And if you want to hear more Canadian Jewish stories, you can find them at the Canadian Jewish News' website, the cjn.ca. Thanks, and we'll see you next time in Yehobitsville.